The Influentials. The mission of the podcast is to share the groundbreaking moments of women. Everyone has a story. The Influentials is here to give you the platform to share the good, the bad, and the ugly of yours. We thank you for sharing with us. everybody welcome to episode three of the influentials today is a big big day for us here yes we have our first inaugural guest we couldn't have had a better first guest um i will introduce miss stephanie lashley um i'm going to tell you a little bit about steph and cut me short and i because i could go on for the whole hour just talking about my experience but uh so stephanie is a Many, many, many things, but the most important thing she is to me is my spiritual mom. Um, she has been influential, hence a groundbreaking woman yes. um, in my life, leading me to Christ, leading me to salvation. I mean, just the list goes on and on, um, mm-hmm. as does her resume of things that she's done, including being an entrepreneur, including being a pastor, including being in ministry for over 30 years. Yes. Not to mention a mom and a wife and a wonderful friend. Um, so we'll we'll get into all of the great stuff that uh, Mrs. Lashley does on on the regular as she's making faces right, like right, she doesn't right. know she's this awesome. Um, Very so, modest. Yes, yes. So we will get into the groundbreaking. But Steph, if you just want to give us a little intro into you, tell us about um, why you why you decided to come sit here with us today in the studio. Um, Hi, everybody. Uh, I came today because Joy is so important in my life, and I would do anything that she asked me to do that is in my capability. I love her so much. I'm so proud of where she has come from and where she is now and where she is getting ready to go. Amen. Thank you. Thank Mm. you. Well, we appreciate you being here. We really do. Um, Naisha, did you have any opening questions for Steph? I know that she's... um, her story is newer to you, right. so I have a I have a ton of stuff that I want to dive into. But I wanted to give you the give you the mic right, for right. a minute and just see because um, we've had the opportunity and the blessing to have a convo for an hour before we got ready for today. Right, so, right. is there anything off the top of your head that you're dying to ask, Elder? Well, not actually dying to ask, not right now, anyway. Um, however, <laughs> it's just really funny to me. Well, not necessarily funny, but amazing to me because I was reading. You know, we have this questionnaire that's just you know awesome that we. Can Came up with, um, and it states that she has and she has a resume for both professional and spiritual. I was like, wait a second, I didn't even know it was a spiritual something such as a spiritual resume. I'm like, how can I get one? Right, <laughs> right. I mean, like that. So that just says that said enough to me, like to just say, you know, how amazing um, she is. And like Joy said, we only spent like an hour together um, before we came in here, and it's just, um, I was just like, wow. Wow, like I just really couldn't say anything else. Like she just empowered me just just her presence, you know, being mm. being here. So um I am so blessed to be able to now experience what Joy has experienced for many years. And I am looking forward to really, really kind of diving into, you know, those groundbreaking moments and journeys that, you know, God has took you on spiritually and whether it be spiritually, professionally, you know, whatever it was, um, I'm just, you know. I'm very excited. Um, so if you can just kind of talk to us, because I know you are you are an entrepreneur. So if you can just kind of talk to us about, you know, what you are currently doing right now, um, you know, in life, because you have like a million and one things on here. <laughs> Boy, okay. So first, let me say I'm very humbled. I'm very humbled by your um, remarks and the words that you have shared about me. I'm very oh, wow. humbled because um, I don't see myself like that. 
I see myself as just a servant. And professionally, I've always said, when people say, what are you? I say, I'm an administrator. Because that's the the gift that God has given me, administration. But um, I am an entrepreneur. Um, I've owned several businesses in the past, um, which were successful, but for reasons we have moved on to other things. Mm -hmm. At the moment, my husband and I own a boxing and martial arts gym. Um, I say we own it because we're married. It's his vision. And I'm just there to help him bring his vision forth. Um, but you know, by marriage, you own it. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag like, keynote. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, but I do, I, I do have a ministry. I have a, a business to business mentoring program that I do. Mm-hmm. I have a, another ministry, which is called moans. It's mothers of angels nearby. It's for mothers who have lost living children right now. It's living children. It is going to expand to mothers who have miscarried or have had it, even have had to be forced to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, and I, I'm a very transparent person. So with that ministry, um, I, I can do that ministry in all three of those realms because as a, a, a part of my journey, I've had a stillbirth part of my journey. I've had a miscarriage a part of my journey. I have been forced to have an abortion due to medical reasons and most recently, I've lost my son two years ago, who was 23 years old. So wow. did I know that it was going to become a ministry? No. Right. Uh, I would have never thought that I would ever do that. So that's a couple things that I'm doing. Um, I'm also a real estate agent, and I've partnered with someone in real estate. And I'm working towards my broker's license, so we will become full partners with my broker. Um, <laughs> I'm an author. Uh. So... I yeah. have, I have We're on page 92 so, of her resume. Yeah, yeah right, like it just, right. yeah. So presently, though, <laughs> and we are the founders of a nonprofit. So presently, that's all that we're doing. No. Right, right, right. That's oh, is it. that all? <laughs> that's it? So thank you for finding this hour to spend with us today. <laughs> Two hours, actually. So we feel extra blessed right, now. Right, right. Um, so I kind of have a question based off of what you just shared, right? So, so I know your story, and I know how many groundbreaking moments there are. And just as a groundbreaking woman myself, I know how many times that happens. It's not a one and done, right? It's like a, it's a way more than one and done. Um, so my question to you is kind of self centered, um, but I think it will help whoever's listening out there. Um, right. So, what would, how would you guide um, a a woman who is you know, maybe just learning to accept their call or learning to kind of walk in that anointing. Like, what would be maybe your top two um, advice for someone like me? I mean, someone who's in the, <laughs> you know, someone who's new to this. Okay, so the first thing I would probably tell you is that you have to know the, the voice of God, mm. that you have to be able to tune into his voice and know his voice so that when he speaks to you, that you're in his timing. And that you're doing it how he wants you to do it, not how we want to do it. Because a lot of times he will call you to do something and, and because of the person that he has created you, you're like, okay, I got that. But you have to know what he wants. So the, I guess the first one would be know God's voice. Right. Um, the second would be make sure you're in his timing. Right. Mm. Because if you're out of time, then it's not going to work. But so we, I would think that's the top two. Right, right. Wow. Awesome, awesome. So for you, um, having 
been in ministry for so long, but now kind of stepping out into a new ministry and really kind of heating. Oh, yeah, I forgot that one. Yes, yes. I forgot that one. (laughs) The list is mighty. Um, So would you say that you followed your own advice with that? Or do you think that sometimes even with the wealth of experience that you have in God that you still are like, whoops, I missed step one or I missed step two? Well, I believe that I am following my own advice, especially with the timing part. Because that was my huge, that was my biggest concern. Right, was being in his timing. I know that I'm called to pastor. I know that I'm called for this ministry, and um, it was just for me was the timing. I want to be God. I want to be in your time mm. because I'm. I don't want to fail him. Right. I don't want to fail him. Right. I don't mind failing because failing makes you who you are. Right. But I want to be in God's time. So that was. A little bit of a struggle for me. Right. You know, I, right. I, I want to make sure this is it. And I probably asked him a million times, are you sure? Are we doing this right now? <laughs> you know, because right. I, 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 I'm not a Pharisee. I talk to God like I like Stephanie talks to, to people. Right. So I want to make sure that that's it. So, yes, that I'm fo- I believe I'm following his, my, awesome. his, my advice, which comes from him. Right. 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 Amen. Amen. So given that you do all these things, right, for so many people, because that's the other side of you, too, is that you, you, I have witnessed you do so much for so many in, in lots of ways, whether it be through business, whether it be through Ringside Rescue, that's the, the nonprofit, whether it be through ministry, whether it just be because they're standing next to you online in 7-Eleven. I mean, you know, it's right. really just wherever. Um, and being a wife and being a mom and a grandma and a business owner and all of these things, how do you find that balance? I know I get asked that question a lot, um, but I don't have as many balancing acts as you do. So how would you say you balance everything? I think that part of my gift is I'm a juggler. Okay. Okay. So, you know, when, when someone juggles, like literally juggles, right. they have to figure out. Right. There's a, there's a rhythm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. There's a rhythm to it. And when you juggle so many things at one time, you fall into a rhythm. So it's like anything. You have to learn to become a juggler. But my basis of being able to do this is because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if he puts it on my plate, then he, 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 if he calls me to it, then he's going to make me able to do it. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? He's going to prepare the way. Right. And he doesn't call us to something that he doesn't believe we're able to do. Hmm. Heavy, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> Hashtag drop the mic. For real. Um, so I just have a thousand questions. So just uh, jump in anytime, Naisha. Well, um, I do want to. I have a question go, about go. Um, what is ring. Like, can you talk a little bit about what is ringside? Um, because I've I've heard it a couple of times. You mm-hmm. know, I heard it from Joy. I read it. You know, um, I heard it from Chelsea, uh, your daughter. Um, so I I'm actually just like interested in for you to kind of speak about what is ringside, your nonprofit. Okay, so our nonprofit is called Ringside Rescue Advocates for At Risk Youth. Mm. Um, we are, we service Monmouth and Ocean County. Okay. Um, we have we now have a great facility. We just expanded our space, so we have uh, a, a, room, a lot of room okay. for for the nonprofit. Uh, it started out with one program called No Guns, Just Gloves. Mm-hmm. It was for at it was for at risk kids or troubled kids. Okay. That's how it started uh, many years ago. And kids that were in gangs would come to us and we would mentor them through boxing and martial arts and then help them with resources, um, hopefully 
um, pulling them out of where they are and knowing who they really are. So that's how it started. But now we have all kinds of programs with Ringside Rescue. We do, we do everything from toy drives, coat drives, back to school events to after school program. We have a great after school program called Hooks and Books, where they come in wow. and we do homework help. We feed them a healthy snack. We do mentoring with them. Um, my daughter does her her mentoring and counseling. Um, for the kids and we do life skills because this generation has lost um, <laughs> not they, they didn't lose it we stopped giving it to them right. to learn how to have life skills right. to, to tie a tie to mm-hmm. to write in script and sign a contract they don't even do script in the was, they don't even do penmanship anymore right, in right. schools now yep. everything is printing mm-hmm. but you know because because the world is going electronic, so now you don't even have to be able to write your signature because they have DocuSign. But right, so, right. We, but we teach kids these things. They don't have home ec in school anymore. They right. don't have shop in school. Who teaches this stuff to them? You know, right. they're they're an, and I know people are not going to be happy about what I'm saying, but this is an entitled generation. Yes. Everything is given to them, and yep. they don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. So we teach them how to take care of themselves. We teach them how to cook. We teach them how to iron. You know, We teach these things. We teach them what a checkbook is. Even though everything right. is on a plastic card right now, what they don't realize is you still have to balance that bank account. Mm-hmm. Right. So we teach that kind of stuff. So that's part of our after-school program, and we run a full-day summer camp, which... We we thought it would start out with like twenty kids, and we had over fifty something kids this summer. Wow. But it was the most amazing summer, not just for the kids, but for the staff. Right. We had a fabulous time with these kids, and they did all kinds of things. So we do that. Um, we also have a fund for um, parents or families that lose living children, mm-hmm. because nobody thinks. Nobody thinks that um, you should get a life insurance policy on your child. Right. People don't think that in this generation. Wow. And unfortunately, so many young people are dying. Mm. And there's nobody, people are not prepared. Right. Because you're not supposed to die before your children. Right. Right. So that's something we incorporate in that. And we do, we fund, we fund, we help people pay for wow. what they need. If that, if that, God forbid, happens to their families. So we have a ton of programs. Wow. 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 That was a lot. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm, no, no. Oh, this is just really, this is awesome. Like, this is groundbreaking for real. So, you know, since you just mentioned, um, you know, about, you know, people losing their children, um, I know I read that, you know, that you did, you know, you're a survivor of, you know, losing your son. Um, and with me being a mother of three sons um, as well, that kind of touched me. Um, so, you know, and I'm quite sure that it's other women out here, too, today um, that also have that dealt with loss or that are dealing with loss of a child. Um, so can you just kind of talk about, you know, how you were able to continue to press? I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. Right. Uh, I lost my son in September of 2016. And two months later on Thanksgiving, uh, I, well, I was a basket case. I like shut myself in for three months. I couldn't do anything because, again, you just, it was, uh, he wasn't sick. He was not sick. It wasn't like he he had a disease and, and not that that's any better. It, right. 
there's not one worse than the other. Right. Okay. Right. I want to make that perfectly clear. Right. Right. Okay. It's the it, unexpected right. level. But yeah. because it was unexpected, we were not prepared. Okay. Right. But so I, I had a very difficult time with it. Right. But on the Thanksgiving, November after that, um, I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw someone posted that my godson had passed away that day. Mm. And something in me just kicked in. And I called his mother and I, I called his sister. I didn't call the mother right away. I called the sister. I said, Did, is what I just read true? Now, this was my godson too. Right. So, and, the, and, the, and she said yes. And I said, oh my God, how is your, where's your mother? I didn't say how because I knew how she was. Right, right. right I said, right. where is your mother? And she told me and I said, I want you to tell her I'm on my way. And that was the first time I got and have got I got literally that was the first time I got out of my bed mm. since my son died. Wow. I got up, I got dressed, and I said to my husband, "Take me now." I didn't know why. I, I so it, I don't know how I did it. Right. I, I really it was nothing but God, the God in me, and the grace of God and the strength of God that had me to move forward. Mm. So then I went and stayed with her, and she was looking at me like. How are you doing this? But I knew I had to do it because I had been through it. And even though I've only been through it and it was only two months, there was something in me that was saying my presence with her, even if I don't say anything, is going to strengthen her because she knows I know exactly what she's dealing with. And then from that point, God spoke to me and said, I need you to do a Mother's of Angels Day luncheon. I said, what? I said, God, I'm not even over this. How do you want me to minister to somebody? And I need somebody to minister to me about this. And he said, just do it. And I did it. And there was like 20 women, most of who I did not know, showed up for this luncheon. Wow. And then, so that was the first year. And then this year, um, it was some of the same women from the first year and then a whole bunch of new women. That I just encountered along the way. Not that I knew, but we were having a conversation on Facebook or one woman I met, she came, to, she came into our business to sell us advertising. <laughs> and how we got on the subject, I don't even know, but she shared with me that she lost her daughter. Wow. And God just opened that door. So wow. to answer your question, honestly, I don't, I, by the grace of God and by the strength of God. Because Stephanie in herself... Right. Wouldn't have been able to do it. Right. Right. You oh, know. God. Wow. Right? <laughs> I know. I, I'm not really sure how to even follow that up. I mean, the, it's just a, it's a whole different level of, of strength. It's a whole different level of healing. Yes. It's a whole different level. It's just a whole different level. And honestly, there are days where I am no good. Right. Right. That I'm just like, and I will say, I'm not, I, I, what my, my famous words are, it's not a good day. Right. And then they, the people around me know what I mean, not by I'm angry or anything like that. Right. When right. I say right now, it's not, I, I'm not having a good day. The people that are in my circle that know me. Right. And that I interact with on a daily basis know, okay, she's having a hard time today. Right. right. So they take that, but I give that out so that you, that, that they understand that, I woke up this morning, and it's heavy on my heart. Right. 
Right. You know? But then there are days where I'm Stephanie. <laughs> right. You know? It's, right. it's a one day at a time thing. And it's not. I always say to people, grief is a journey. Right. It's not something that just happens and it's done. Right. And it, that's depending on the connection of the heartstring. It could be a child. It could be a mother. And, I, and I've lost my mom. I've lost my dad. I've lost my sister. You know, I've lost my dog. Right. You know? Right. And, it's, and they were all, right, Nala. And they were all heartbreaking, but none have ever affected me like my son affected me. And even though I know God, and even though God spoke to me, and even though the God told me that I have him in the palm of my hand, that he is with me, and I believe God, and I know that, as a mom, right. there's a big hole mm. that I have to day by day, sometimes hour by hour. Right. Wow. You know, but again, nothing but the grace of God and the strength of God. Well, and something that, I mean, obviously lots of things stand out to me. Um, you know, I was blessed enough to know Tyler. So, you know, um, I was just telling Naisha yesterday when we were looking at your thing, I said, as soon as she brought up Tyler, I was like, I just kind of looked the other way and I couldn't really. And I said, you know, it's just because I watched my, not, it was a loss for me. It was a loss to watch my boys lose someone, right. but to watch my friend go through this and just there's no words there's just there's nothing you can do and then I had a lot of friend guilt I was like I'm not being a good friend I'm not being right. good enough I didn't do enough I should have did it I should have you know you get into that like mentality of like what what can you do right. you know and our our friendship shifted as friendships do seasons change you know mm -hmm. and it wasn't a season for us to be what we once were or you know whatever it's just it just is what it is you right. know because I just couldn't be who you needed me to be in that moment. I just didn't have those skills because I, I couldn't, I just couldn't process it, you know? Right. Um, I, can I say this? It's, yeah. You know what? It's not a skill. What it is is we change. When you lose a child, I can only, when you lose a child, and this goes for, I mean, there are times when, when I had my stillbirth in 1980. Six, when I had my stillbirth then, that grief still comes up sometimes. Right. Because it's a loss of a child. Mm -hmm. A child that, you know, that I held in my arms, that I delivered. Right. Because back then, it wasn't just right. one, two, three, mm -hmm. right. and it's done. I literally had to go into labor, literally had to deliver a stillborn. Mm. So, you know, that's, that grief is still there. But as, let me, and I want to say this to people that are friends of people who are suffering this loss. They're, the best thing for you to do is just be you and be a friend. Mm. Because what happens is you're not changing, we're changing. Right. right. You know, and we go through so many emotions. I, I find that um, I, in the beginning, I was just angry, I was dealing with anger. I was dealing with anxiety. I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with all the things that come along with the loss of a child. Okay? And so what would never have phased me before, everything phased me. Right. Everything was like, and then things became issues, but it wasn't everybody else. It was me. Right. And I had no tolerance 
for anything after to, after my son passed. Like, I had no tolerance for every, anything. Like, if somebody said, oh, woe is me, I have a cold, get over it. Like, I was right. just like, get right. out of my face. Literally. And that's not my personality. Right. But that's what, that's the feelings that were overtaking me because of the loss. So they weren't unnatural. So, but as a friend, you didn't do anything wrong. Right. And there was, wasn't anything right for you to do. You understand what I'm right, saying? Right. There's not a, there's not a skill set for that. Right. Right. You know, for you to just from for you to be able to sit and have coffee and let me just talk about it. Right. It's healing. Right. And for friends to you know, I find and I find with even the moms that I that I work with, we want to hear their names. Yeah. We want to hear your memory of them. We want you to send us pictures. We want to see videos. You know what I mean? Right. We want that because that keeps them alive. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? It keeps mm-hmm. them alive. Not just their memory, but it keeps them alive. Right. You know, even though the harsh reality is that, and we know it, we're not delusional. Right. We know that they're not here anymore, but certain things keep them alive. It's harder for us mm-hmm. when you don't be the same person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you always were, right. and I'm not. That's no, not no. towards joy right. or anything. Right, right, right. I'm just saying because I've had a, I had a lot of friends who didn't know what to do. Right, right. Now people that were most close to me, even my sister, she came to the funeral, and then she I didn't hear from her for months, and wow. I'm like, what? Right. Like what's wrong with you? Right. Like hello. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, but she didn't know what to do. Right. But nobody does. Right. Right. And I think what I, you know, with women particularly, but also with groundbreaking women, there's always that, like, thread, right? There's some sort of commonality thread. So, you know, for me, I can't relate to the grief that you encountered, but I had my own, you know, when I lost my daughter. And, you know, and so as you're talking, I'm like, right. Like, I remember people saying things where I'm like, are you insane? Why would you say things like that? You know, I had a friend say to me, um, well, why would you just, why would you name her? Like, that way you can't use the name again. And I'm like, are you in, out of your natural mind? Like, what's wrong with you? Right. And I think people just get so uncomfortable in their own skin that they just really do lose it a right. little bit. They yeah. just don't know what to, what to say or what to do or you know, how to function, you know? And most people mean well. Right. And we've been taught to say certain things. We've been taught to say certain things. Right, right. Right, but most people mean well, but they don't think before they say it, and they're not in your position. So. So I had a stillbirth. I, I I named my child. Mm -hmm. You know, we we didn't do a funeral because I opted not to do that. But that, that grief is still there. That grief right. is still there. Right. And and when people say to me, well, how many children do you have? You know, that was a child that I had. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though she didn't get to to breathe and, and live, even not even for a minute or whatever the case may be, right. she was still my child. Right. right. Absolutely. Right. You know, so uh, it, the grief is deep. Whether, again, and I always say this, you cannot compare my grief to your grief right. because you Amen. can't because my relationship with Tyler and your relationship with I'm sorry Delaney Delaney that's okay which I know oh, right but right <laughs> it's two different relationships right. right you know my relationship with Chelsea and your relationship with Owen are two different relationships right right right, right? Mm-hmm. so our grief is not comparable because right. our love is not comparable right right 
Absolutely. So it's not something that you can compare. Because I find myself, even with the other mothers that I that I minister to and that are in the group, and we can move on. I know no, you, no, no, you know, no, but no, no, this is good. The, uh, the other mothers that are in the group, in the moans group with us, I listen to their stories and I think, oh my God, mm. like their grief is worse than mine, you know, because of how the child passed. Right. Or, you know, like I'm grateful that, number one, I'm grateful that I saw my son that day. I kissed him. I kissed him. Bye. See you later. I love you. We said I love you. Right. You know what I'm saying? There was no, you know, we, there was no, we weren't arguing. There was no mother-son stuff going on. It was great. Right. It was a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my last memory of him mm-hmm. was a good memory. Right. Whereas I've dealt with mothers that, you know, their children were sick. Right. And we have watched their children literally wither away. Right. And then that's their last memory. And I think, oh, my God. Right. right. You right. know, but God knows exactly how to do what he's doing in a situation like that because he knows you. Right. And he knows what you can handle and he knows what you can bear. Right. You know, and then I have one thing that was huge with me. Um, he had a girlfriend. And, 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 and as horrible as this sounds, I was so grateful that they didn't have any children. Mm. Not because she wouldn't have been a good mom right. or because she wouldn't have, you know, nothing like, I know I would have saw my grandchild or whatever the right. case may be. Right. But how much harder would that have been to watch that child who probably looked identical to him, right. grow you know, up. grow yeah. up? Or what if I had to take care of that child? Because I have moms that take care of their grandchildren. Right. Right. Because their child has died. You know, so I, 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 there's no grief greater. Like, right. there's no competition, right. I want to say, right. in grief. Right. So something that I dealt with as, a, you know, uh, Delaney passed 11 years ago. So, um, but it took me a long time to get to a point where I was healed enough to be able to see the blessing the blessing in it. Right? Absolutely. And, and not feel bad about saying the blessing in it. Absolutely. Because people who don't understand that are like, did she just say, like, this is, you know, I mean, obviously, I would not have chosen this path. You would right. not have chosen right. this path. Right. You know, but but why go through it if if you can't find the There's purpose a lesson in it. In it right. right. There's so, a purpose in it. Absolutely. So for me, it connected me to a lot of things that ended a 12-year, very harmful traumatic marriage you know within six months of her passing my whole world looked different everything was different everything that I couldn't do before had now manifested in a matter of months right Um, so my question to you would be now as you're gaining some some strength in just in the time that's passed how do you handle that part like being okay to say you know there is not goodness, but there is a blessing. There's a lesson in in Tyler's legacy. There's a lesson in in the grief that you had to go through. I mean, I can see it. Like I could answer that question for you. But what? How? How have you? And have you gotten to that point where you can you can speak that uh, on several levels? Actually, first would be um, his his services. Um, God spoke to me when he passed, and he said to me that in his death. People, young people will be saved. Mm. So we did his um, sir, his funeral service. We did it at the funeral home specifically because my church home was not big enough. And um, I, I, and I'm gonna be honest with you, str- completely honest. 
I thought to myself, well, why can't we do it there? Nobody's going to come. There's not going to be a lot of people coming. Mm. Like, I just didn't think right. that there was going to be a lot of people that would come. It turned out that we did it at the funeral home, and there were so many people that they were standing in the parking lot. And the funeral home was huge. Yes, it was. Yes. It, the, the actual room sat like 400 people, and there were people overflowing into the other rooms and into the actual parking lot. Yeah. And when, uh, because of being a minister and who, who we are in Christ, I had, a, I had a very dear friend of mine who is a pastor. He gave the eulogy. And um, he called my daughter up, and she did the altar call. And the altar flooded with young people his age that have never, have even come Mm. to church, let alone come to the altar. Right. So God showed me at that point, look. He said to me, look. People that were in in the audience, in the seats, in the audience, whatever you want to call it, that were pastors and ministers, had to get up out of their seats and pray for these young people. You know, so for me, that was groundbreaking. That was groundbreaking for me. And then having to now, God is saying, minister to these mothers, that came out of the loss of my son. That was, that's a ministry that's, that was in me all this time. That I didn't even know was in me. Wow. But when these moms get together and then they they call me and say or text me and be like, oh, my God, you don't know how much I've been to therapy and that didn't help me like this helped me. Right. You know, I had a mom call me two days ago who I have been tagging <laughs> on social media in our meetings and people have been saying to her, go see Stephanie, go see Stephanie. And. She just outright didn't want to talk to me. She didn't know me. She didn't want to talk about it. Nothing. Right. Called me out of the blue. And we were on the phone for like an hour and a half. Wow. She said, I just felt that I needed to talk to you. And then it just spread. Literally. I have moms in Virginia, moms in Delaware, moms in Detroit. I have mothers all over the country, people that are seeing it on my Facebook or that know me are hitting these mothers up and saying, you need to connect with her. Wow. Hashtag global. Right. Right. You know, so now we're even thinking of doing chapters. Wow. See, wow. We, think, we think ministry has to be mega, <laughs> but it doesn't. It could be five women sitting in a room, five moans, or five people sitting in a room, and then it can glow, go, go global. Uh, one of the one of the moms that worked with me in the very beginning has now moved to Georgia. I don't know why Georgia keeps coming up mm. in this situation, but so she moved to Georgia, and I said to her, "What do you think about doing a chapter of Moans in Georgia?" She was like, "I'm in." Wow. So you don't know, right? So I, yeah, yeah, that's a great yeah. You know, I I mean, we all come to it how we come to it you know what I mean but I had there was guilt that came along with that right like oh well now I'm now there's you know you're reaping something I guess in a way but it was always the way the course was supposed to go you absolutely. had no control over it absolutely you know and the fact that that our our relationship and our our, our I say relationship as mother daughter I say relationship as friend right that it stood the test of what I went through and right. what we went through together because right. even though 
you might feel like you weren't there for me, you were still there for me. Right. Because I knew that if I needed joy, you know, our big thing is let's have lunch. Right. So <laughs> I knew that if I needed to say to Joy, I want to have lunch, right. she would have said absolutely. Right. Right. No matter if we were mad at each other or not. But that's what that's what relationship is. Right. We think we think a perfect relationship is never getting mad at each other. Hmm. That. Yeah, no, that's we, not we're it. two different people. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. I saw right. you writing some notes down. You had another question for. Oh, let me, can I just jump in and yeah. say this? For someone who is on the outside of a mother losing mm-hmm. a child, it's okay. If, if I've lost a child and you've lost a child, it's okay for me to say to you, there's a purpose in this. But if you've never experienced that, it's not okay for you to say that. Right. Absolutely. Because then we look, those of us who have lost that child are like, what do you know? Right. Right. I'm, I'm just being real. That's right. 100%. I'm just That's... being real. Don't tell me I'm going to get over it. Don't tell me that I can have more everything children. Happens for a reason. Yes. Right. Don't tell yes. me that everything right. happens for a reason. Because I, right. because first of all, me, I believe strongly that we all, we, we have an appointed time. Right. Every one of us has an appointed time. So I know that that was my son's appointed time, regardless of how he passed. Right. right. That was his appointed time. That's when God said, I need you. Right. Okay? Right. But don't tell me that. Right. Right. You don't have the right to tell me that. Right. Right. You know, and I'm just, I, and one of the things I do do, and I, I, you may have seen it, is I often post about grief and saying, mm-hmm. listen, guys, we love you. We appreciate your sympathy, but don't say these things. Right. 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 These are not good things for you to say. Right. right. You know, I mean, that's a great, you know, that's something great to really teach, you know, um, people who have really never experienced something like that. Um, and it, it's funny that you're actually talking about that because um, I would say like last year sometime, um, it was like around the holidays. Um, it was a woman that lost her two little girls. Um, sh- they were killed. You know, she sent they were away. She sent them away. Um, and the cousin who loved them dearly killed them. Um, and you know, she, she was hurting, you know, her, like she she was in agony, like, and she just kept posting like different videos. And for some reason I kept being drawn to her and I couldn't understand why. And I'm like, she, you know, she kept saying, you know, I'm, I'm tired of all these church folk telling me, oh, everything happened for a reason. So you mean to tell me, I mean, she was like getting down. Like, you mean to tell me that God said, yep, I want you to put a gun to my two children's head and I want you to shoot them. So that's what you're telling me. So when you just said that, that, because that stuck out to me. I said, why do we do that as a church? Like, why, do, why, why is it the first thing is, oh, God, you know, it was a, God said, you know, this, everything happens for a reason. You know, this too shall pass. And like, I don't want to hear that right now. Because they don't understand grief. Right, right. The church doesn't understand grief. The church doesn't understand mental illness. The church doesn't understand <laughs> depression. The church, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying the Bible. No, no. And I'm not saying God. Right. But I'm saying the church for many years ha- has believed God will heal it. God, and, and I'm not saying God, God is a healer. I have Amen. seen God do miracles. Right. I've seen people come with cancer and leave without it. Right. I've seen it. Doctor proof. Right. But it's not always that cut and dry. Right. You we have to under again, we talked about this before we got on the mm-hmm. air. You have to take the whole word. Right. Not just a part of the word. Right. You know, and and no, how could that be? How could it be that God said, 
let my children get shot. How could that be? God didn't say that. Did he allow it to happen? Yes. But we have to remember, it's not how you die that matters. So many people focus on how you die. And that's what gives so many people guilt. Right. The ones that are survivors Mm -hmm. of death, of the death, that's why we have guilt. As mothers, I could have done something more. Why wasn't I there? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Right. You know, and we have to, we battle with that. Right. But ultimately, that we each have an appointed time. And, and, and you have to understand that God gives everybody in the world a choice. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Quote saved, quote unsaved. Everybody mm-hmm. in the world. We were all born, born with a choice. And it's the choice that we make. That can affect others' lives. Right. Was it? Let me say it to you this way: If they, if if that tragedy had not happened and those children were shot, they could have died in their sleep because your appointed time is your appointed time. Did it have to be a tragedy? Maybe, maybe it had to be a tragedy because maybe that mother could handle that, even though she thinks she can't handle it, even though she thinks she may never handle it. But again, that's one of those things that if you're not experiencing it, you shouldn't say. Right, right. Another big thing, another big thing that I heard was to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I'm saying to you, and I'm saying to myself in my head, okay, I've been in ministry 30 years. I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. I teach the word of God. I know the scripture, but that's not helping right now. Right, right. Right now, you're just making me mad right. because you have no idea. You're just saying something to say something. Right. Tell me you love me. Tell me you're here for me. Tell me I don't know what to say to you or there's right. nothing I can say. That made me feel better than anything. Right. For somebody to come to me and say, I don't have the words. That's fine. Just hug me. Just right. sit with me. Right. I, I had people that just came and just literally sat in my house. And sometimes I went and laid in my bed. Sometimes I sat there with them. You know, some of them just reminisced because Tyler was a character. Right. He was always joking around and playing around, and they just reminisced, which helped me. Right. It helped me. Right. They made sure that, well, they tried to make sure, but they made sure that I was eating. They made sure my family had food. They made sure, they said, what do do you need us to do? That's what we need. Right. We don't need you to say... Those things, because right. we already know those things, right? And we don't really want to hear them, right? right. Quoting half of a scripture, like I don't want right. to hear it, right? 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 Well, I thank you for you know being transparent about you know um, that because I'm quite sure that is going to touch someone, if, even if it only touches one person. Absolutely, you know that's going to right. You did what you were supposed to do, absolutely. So I really, really um, appreciate that. Um, yeah, that was just confirmation to why you know it took you know, almost a whole year to get to here for me to really, you know, hear it, you know, that I was really thinking the right way. Like, and that's why I was drawn to it because I'm like, we got to do better. We got to, we have to do better as a, as a, as a people. As a people. Absolutely. (laughs) And I always have said this, if you have never been in that situation or delivered from a certain situation, it's very hard for you to minister to somebody. You could tell them what the word of God says. But you can't tell them how you got over because you didn't deal with it. Right. 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 But that's why we all have individual ministries in us. Right. Well, and that's why we got to go through some stuff. Right. Right. Because if you can't go through it, then you can't talk to nobody about right. it. Right. So, exactly. You know, a- absolutely. Yeah. That that wow. internal ministry stuff is. 
<laughs> it's a theme. Yes. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much, Steph, for, for being here with us. It was thank you amazing. So it really uh-huh. was. As always. So I want you to just let everybody know how they can get in touch with uh, ringside if they want to support how they can get in touch with the gym um, and your amazing husband so they can he can whip them into shape yeah. um, which he will do right. <laughs> sternly I have been there and witnessed it myself <laughs> I was just walking through the gym last night and jumped when I heard him. I was like okay which bag do I jump rope what do I do um, <laughs> and then I ran as fast as I could to my car that was the extent of my workout um, <laughs> but how can everybody get in touch with um, with Moan or w- with you right. with you know the website okay so I keep it I try to keep it very simple the okay Southpaw is the name of the gym they can be found anywhere on, you can google it um, ringside you can google uh, ringside at the moment the 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 website is on if in order to get into ringside you can go to the Southpaw website okay. um, it's www.southpawgym.com njusa.com but I try to keep everything very simple so whether you need us for ringside southpaw moans uh, Tuesday night teaching is TNT that's our ministry TNT Tuesday night teaching um, uh, or just me we have one phone number okay it's 732 895-9422 Okay, that's the you way will, to do it. You will, you'll, <laughs> that is the way to do it. You will not get a voice. Well, you might get a voicemail, but you will not. You will not get. You will get me right. if you call that number. Awesome. So that's the best way to go. Seven three two eight nine five nine four two two. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Yes, I'm, I'm sure I'm this honored. is not the last. I'm honored. Um, I am sure of that. So thanks, everybody. That's it for episode three. All right. Awesome. All right. Thank you thank so much you. for having me. Thank you. Thank you.